welcome to the Preston Minster podcast. We want you to find your home, find your purpose and transform your city. Amen. So I want to kick off with a little bit of a reflective exercise, just to kind of get you, get you thinking at the beginning of this new year, get you excited about all that perhaps might be possible. Uh, so if you, want to, if you want to close your eyes, if you find that helpful when you're thinking about reflecting, then feel free to do that. Uh, and close your eyes and just imagine that you are at the end of this year. It's the end of 2022. And just think about perhaps some of those resolutions or or dreams that you have for the year ahead at the moment that you're that you're holding right now and imagine that they have become a reality this year that you're at the end of the year at the end of 2022 and you're looking back over the year and those things that you hoped would happen have happened those dreams that you have have come to pass. Those things, those breakthroughs that perhaps you've been looking for have happened. And you're at the end of the year and you've seen God do incredible things. Just ask yourself, imagine yourself perhaps sat on the 31st of December 2022, ask yourself how that feels. Just imagine that sense of being like, yes, I broke through that this year. I saw that thing happen that I wanted to see happen. I saw growth, I saw incredible things happen in 2022. Praise God, just sort of feel that feeling if you like. And then also you might want to imagine yourself in that same situation, perhaps with those same goals and visions and hopes and aspirations for this year. Imagine you're there at the end of 2022 and perhaps they've not happened. Perhaps there's not been the breakthrough that you'd like to see or the things that you want to see happen happen and just again feel those feelings feel kind of I don't know even just the disappointment or the frustration the sense of like unfulfillment just feel what that might feel like and you can open your eyes now and I think it's always good to do that because it's good just to realize how much our either spoken or unspoken resolutions or dreams for the year really mean to us. As we'll have gone through that exercise, you will have felt the real joy of the breakthrough or the dream happening. But you'll have also felt the real disappointment of it not happening. So it's important just to remind ourselves of how big the stakes are or how much we really want to see God show up and break into our lives and really uh, do something incredible in this year. But I want to recognize right at the beginning of this talk that as we think about those hopes and dreams and aspirations for this year, it can be a really, really difficult thing because perhaps you in previous years have set goals or made resolutions that have not come to pass and that can be really demoralizing. 
I also think of the, the past couple of years that we've gone through. It's been so hard on all of us that there might be a sense of weariness about even thinking about goals or resolutions. Perhaps even the mention of them, you're kind of internally rolling your eyes and thinking, oh no, I don't even want to think about that. What a load of nonsense. Because we've been through so much, I think, as a community, as individuals, as a nation, as a world, these past couple of years, that the idea of hoping for something better than the reality that we have right now, for many of us, feels difficult. Because we've walked through tough stuff. And that's real. We want to acknowledge that. But right at the beginning of this year, I want to stir us, encourage us, to dream again, to believe again for what is possible in 2022. Not just because it's the beginning of a new year, but because with God, the best is always yet to come. God is not a God who is content just to let us be and just stay in in a stuck state of apathy or in a situation in our life that is not healthy or good for us. God is always the God of the breakthrough. He's the God of growth. He's the God of the, the future, the God of hope. And I want us to just really drill into that today as we think about setting some dreams, setting some goals for all the dreams that we might have um, for this year. And I want to take you through a bit of a process towards the end of the talk, just to really um, set some goals. And I might be a bit late to the party. You might be a massive goal setter and have spent like 48 hours in a boot camp, camp writing goals. And you might be like, don't worry, I've done it. In which case, feel free to check out or, or, or whatever. That's totally fine. But for a lot of us, perhaps we've not quite articulated our resolutions yet, not quite put them down on paper. Perhaps at the moment they're a bit vague, but we want to crystallize them. And at the end... We've got a little exercise we can go through just to be very specific about what we want to see, what we're trusting God for in 2022. And that's because God's got a massive plan for your life. Like I said, God is a God of growth. God is a God of hope. He has huge plans for your life because he loves you. And it all starts with inputs. Inputs. That's what we're going to be thinking about this morning because we often focus on the outputs we want to see God do amazing things we want to see breakthrough we want to see lives change we want to see businesses started and huge things happen we we often focus on the in on the outputs without focusing on the inputs and to help us with this I want us to grapple a little bit with what for us at the minister is a really foundational passage Acts chapter 2 verse 42 and uh, it's really a passage about the early church and, and the inputs, if you like, what they were kind of putting into their lives that produced such amazing outputs. So let's bring up the passage. It's on the screen. It's in your Bibles, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It says this, they devoted themselves. That's this community, this early church community. Imagine it. Jesus has died, he's been resurrected, he's gone to heaven, the Holy Spirit has been sent, and we're reading the words that tell us about what this early church community did. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. 
Everyone, that's like the society, the people around them, was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had a need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I absolutely love this this passage. And I want us to drill down into this simple, simple idea. It's not rocket science. It's also not an original idea to me. I listened to something called the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast. If anybody knows me, it's a little bit of an in-joke because Craig Groeschel is really my adopted father, although he doesn't know it. And I listen to him all the time and things like that. Um, But it's it's a, a podcast he released a little while ago, which talked about this very simple idea. And it has just gripped me over the past few weeks weeks as I've thought about the vision for us as a community, this idea about inputs and outputs and the idea that the impact we will make in this life is a direct result of what kind of goes into us. And we see this in Acts chapter 2. I just think it's such a good example because here's the early church and they're filled with the Holy Spirit, the ultimate input, right? They've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And they go out, their output is like they do miraculous things and many people come to know Jesus. So do you get that pattern? They're kind of filled with the Spirit and then they're sent and they do these amazing things, these outputs. And we see it all in this passage. I absolutely love this passage because it's, it's such a good model, if you like, a prototype, a template for what a healthy Jesus-loving communities should look like. But just look down with me, if you will, at the inputs that are here in this passage. Verse 42, the apostles' teaching, that's an input. They devoted themselves to putting that in themselves. Fellowship, that's an input. It's said, isn't it, that you're the average. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I think that's kind of roughly a good gauge on, on kind of you know, where people are in lives. But spending time with other believers who can encourage you in your walk with Jesus, that's an input. And then breaking bread, that's communion, that's remembering all that Jesus has done for us. That's another input. And then this prayer, again, connecting with our maker, the one who's made us, that's an input again. And then look at the outputs in this passage. They were filled, that's the like people around them, they were filled with awe at the signs and wonders they performed. That's an output. They sold property and possessions to share with each other and those in need. That's an output, an outworking of what God has done in their hearts. Verse 46, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Again, that's an input. That's fellowship, isn't it? They broke bread in their homes. That's an input. Verse 47, they praised God. They were found 
praising God. I didn't know whether that was an input or an output because it's kind of, it's going out, it's praising God, it's lifting up the name of Jesus just like we've been doing this morning, which is the best thing we could be doing at the beginning of a new year. It's kind of out, but also as we praise, as we lift up the name of Jesus, we're, we're filled as well. Inputs and outputs. And he says also that they enjoyed the favor of all the people. Again, that's an output. And the ultimate output for me is the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So because they'd been filled with the Spirit, because they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, we could say that's like reading the Bible because we've got the apostles' teaching in the Scriptures. Because they devoted themselves to meeting with the believers, to prayer, to breaking bread, they went on and did incredible things. And I want to grip us this morning by that simple idea that the impact of our lives will be a direct result of what is going into us. And I don't know about you, I love to focus on the outputs. I love to focus on what's kind of out there and what's coming up, what I'd like to see in the future, the outcomes. But what this passage would tell us, what just good experience and the testimony of the whole of the scriptures would tell us is that we cannot control the external, the outputs, but we can control what's what's going into us, what we're feeding ourselves, if you like, the stuff that we're listening to, the people that we're surrounding ourselves with, the story we're telling ourselves about who we are, who God is, what his plans and purposes are for our lives. I love to focus on the outputs, but I feel like it's so important at the beginning of this year for all of us to be focusing on what we're feeding ourselves, what's, what's going into our Selves, if that makes sense. Are you, are you with me so far? Brilliant, brilliant. I just want to check you're still awake. You're still with me. Come on. Um, and then just to bring it down onto a, a personal note, in a couple of weeks' time, well, less than a couple of weeks' time, uh, we'll be sitting down as a, as a staff team and just really unpacking this idea. We'll be talking with the staff team here at the Minster. There's about 11 of us, I think, on, on staff. And just talking about this whole idea about inputs and outputs and what struck me as I was thinking about 2022 for us as a church and particularly for the for the staff team was we we are so focused on the outputs we've got some big dream and I love them I don't want to discount them I love them we've got some big dreams for 2022 and just wanted to bring you guys up to speed with that uh, as well so one of the big things we want to be focusing on this year is, is putting out content. We want to be helping you and many, many others way beyond Preston Minster get to know Jesus and follow him more closely. So we're going to be putting out loads more content. Today is the first Sunday that we're not live streaming. So I can't say to my mom, hey mom, because there's no live stream anymore. It's gone. Um, because my mom and my grandparents were the only people who watched. That's why we're getting rid of it, guys, in all honesty. Um, but no, we, ha- we have stopped um, the live streaming uh, now. Uh, and that is not because we're wanting to withdraw from, from the online space uh, or, or withdraw from putting out great content. No, it's actually the exact opposite. And also, it, it gives us, without the live stream, it gives us this sort of sacred space where it's not recorded, 
Uh, not that much will change in, in, in one sense, but it gives us this sacred space where this is, so much of it is about being in the room. And when you watched the live stream, you didn't necessarily pick up what it looked like, what it felt like. The service is for the people who, who come to church. So we're going to be kind of scrapping, we scrap the live stream, but what we're going to be doing is putting together content that goes out, that blesses you, that blesses many, that is a bit more pre-recorded, a bit more kind of well put together, and that will be a resource to you and to others uh, in the years to come. The creative team are shifting things up a little bit. This morning, what a privilege it was to worship, and one of those songs uh, was written by Joe Bright, our worship uh, pastor here at the Minster, and the creative team are going to be focusing uh, on not only leading us in worship, but writing songs that are the songs of Preston Minster, to, sit, to speak life and hope over the city, and to put music out that will be a resource, a blessing to us as a community, but also to the wider church as well. We want to be focusing as well on planting churches, and I wish I could give you all the details, but I can't because of the confidential nature of church planting, but we are really excited to be planting churches. That's such a big part of, of our vision. And post-Easter, we will be looking uh, to plant uh, a church not too far away um, uh, in, in, in the sort of post-Easter time, uh, and lots of other conversations about church planting happening as well in 2022. We want to also be focused on raising up leaders, and praise God we have grown over the past two years. Uh, the average Sunday attendance in October was just about 200, very nearly 200 uh, at the morning and the evening service combined. Um, and as churches begin to grow, dynamics change, and you have to kind of change gears, and things shift from small churches to medium-sized churches. And one of the big shifts that we need to make is to be raising up more leaders and bringing in more, more groups. So in February, there'll be uh, what we're calling a groups marketplace, where if you, you're not in a group, or you'd like to explore being in a different group, there'll be lots of different groups uh, available for you and others uh, to join in February. And we're mixing that up so it will change. Groups will happen on a termly basis, not kind of open-ended on into the future. There'll be kind of new groups starting every single term, which I think is really, really exciting because we want to help you to grow in your walk with Jesus. So we're putting out content, we're planting out churches, we're raising up leaders, we're building out buildings. Many of you will know that we applied for planning permission and that's been granted by Preston City Council, which is no easy feat. So praise the Lord for planning permission for temporary cabins to go out the back uh, here. But that is a sort of interim solution. The next step is to really push forward with a permanent building uh, on the south side here. And the objectives for 2022 are to make a significant dent in the fundraising of that project and to gain planning permission for the permanent development as well. So we're building up buildings. We're raising up leaders. We're planting out churches. We're putting out content. It's super, super exciting. Honestly, just the end of this year, looking back at what God has done over the past 
two years is incredible. We rocked up in 2019, about 25 of us. And this church, just going back a few years, had shrunk consistently year on, year out. Uh, in 2016, there was just over 20 people who attended um, Preston Minster. It had really, really dwindled and, and, and only just survived. When we rocked up, there was a big banner outside on the side of the building um, that said, please hire our space. And, and to me, it was like a massive message of where the church was at going back a few years. Uh, the church had really just limped along, surviving through kind of rental and, and things like that. But like I said, there's a massive vision to see things grow, to see the church grow here in Preston. And we are here to lift up the name of Jesus, to see many people come to know Jesus in this city. And it always sounds crazy until it happens. I remember coming up to Preston to visit people um, before, we, before we launched the Minster in 2019 and sitting down with people for coffee who, who knew about the Minster and how it was and saying, oh, you know, this is what we're, we're aiming to be a church of several hundred. And the idea sounded so ridiculous. People, well, people laughed over coffee, politely, but they laughed at the idea of a church here in the center of Preston at the Minster that was several hundred strong, really making an impact in the city, helping people come to know Jesus and playing its part in the transformation of the city. Big visions always sound crazy until they actually happen. And a little while, several years ago, I really just resolved to not insult God with small thinking. Like God is the creator of every single man, woman, and child in Preston and the northwest of England, and everywhere else, by the way. And, uh, and he wants them to come to know him. Every single one. So why can we not expand our vision to believe that God wants hundreds and hundreds of people to be coming to the minster every single Sunday to be transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ? Can we, can we believe that that is possible on our watch, in our day? I've got an audacious dream to see this church full, to see these balconies reinstated. It's a picture I had uh, a couple of years ago, the idea of reinstating the balconies. You know, they were, they were here at one time. You can see the plinths on the pillars. They used to be there. And I guess 50 years ago, they were taken down and, and the church said, why would we need balconies? We'll never need space for hundreds of people to be packed into, into balconies. We'll take them down. Well, well I believe... And I believe there's a team and there's a church and I'm looking at you all. I believe we believe that the gospel changes lives and that Jesus is at work in people's lives way before they even recognize it. And we're going to need to create some room and some space. That's what that Southside development's about. That's what the dream in the future, at some point in the future, is to put these balconies back in place. Because wouldn't that be a 
powerful statement, a prophetic statement to this city that the church that removed the balconies because it was shrinking was now putting them back in to contain the growth of people coming to church to worship Jesus on a Sunday morning. I get excited about that. I get excited about us as a community seeing people in huge numbers coming to know Jesus. And it's always crazy until it happens. It never makes sense. It always sounds ridiculous. I hope a few of you are laughing internally right now because under God, I believe we're going to see huge growth here in the next few years. And I'm so, so excited about it. And I think 2022 is going to be significant for for us uh, as well. Um, Vision is so important. Vision is the art of seeing that which is invisible at the moment. And so much of what we want to do is invisible at the moment, isn't it? But we believe that God is always a God who is growing us, expanding us. And that's true for Preston Minster. And that is true for your life as well. But all of that is to say, all of that is to say, we've got huge dreams for the outputs and the outcomes, what we want to see externally, but it will only happen if we focus on the inputs. We have to deal with our hearts. We have to lead ourselves towards Jesus because what good is it to be putting out great content that, yes, looks slick on YouTube, but isn't helping people engage with the person of Jesus Christ? What good is it to be building buildings unless that building is a place where people, where young people and children are coming to know Jesus and being discipled in their walk with Jesus? What good is it to plant churches unless the leaders and the teams that are going to plant these churches are on fire for him and convinced that the gospel changes lives? What good is any of this unless the Lord builds the house? And there's, as I've referred to in previous talks, these two banners at the back of church, one of them says, unless the Lord builds the house, it's from one of the Psalms, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. So we want to be focusing this year, 2022, collectively and individually in your life on the inputs. What's going in? What are we what are we feeding ourselves? What are we putting into ourselves? So let's focus on, on you for a moment. What does 2022 look like for you? You've got your part to play in this vision. This isn't my vision. This isn't just like a staff team vision. This is all of our visions. But just think about your personal walk with Jesus because that is so, so crucial. Probably the mo- is the most important thing in your life. I'm sure that you want to see things happen, outputs if you like, but what are the inputs going to be that God is calling you to kind of focus on this year? I see it a bit like a garden, like growing plants. I'm not, a, I'm not into agriculture or horticulture or anything like that, but nonetheless, I can understand that if you want to grow stuff, plants, vegetables, and so on, you want to see a healthy garden, you want to see life, you want to see crops, you want to see abundance, then soil has to be good. It has to be nutritious. The soil has to be water. Not nutritious. That sounds like you're going to eat it. Like it has to be high in nutrients. I think that's the correct term. Yes. If you want to see growth, 
you need to be planted in good soil. And it's the same for your life. If you want a fruitful life, if you want to see God do great things, you need to plant yourself in him. What are those inputs for this year? And we need to change our our thinking a little bit away from resolutions to to goals and things like that. A resolution often fails because it's too generic. People have New Year's resolutions like, I want to be a better dad or a better husband or a better friend or a better colleague or know God more or whatever it might be. They're, They're generic. They're not quantifiable. How will you get to the end of 2022 and know you have achieved your your resolution. And I'm a massive fan of something called SMART goals. Now, many of you may have heard of them. You may do them in a work context, which might make them feel a bit rubbish because, you know, you're in church, you don't want to think about work. But I think SMART goals are so, so good because you can set goals and you can know for certain at the end of the year, when you're doing that little imagination exercise, you can know at the end of the year that you have achieved your goal that you have reached your destination. And just a little quick SMART Goals 101 for those of you who have not done SMART Goals before. It's an acronym, and each of the letters stands for something. Uh, So S is specific, M is measurable, A is actionable. Sometimes people set goals like, I want to save more in 2022, I save more money. That's not a goal, that's that's a kind of vague desire. Uh, A SMART Goal would look something like, I want to save... 10% of my income every month for the whole of 2022. That is actionable. So specific, measurable, actionable, risky. Sometimes people use the R in SMART goals to be realistic, but that can kind of make them seem a little bit boring, a bit too easy, a bit too achievable. We want the goals not to be in the delusional zone where they're just so disconnected from reality that they sound bonkers and they're never actually going to happen but we also don't want them to be too easy otherwise they're not motivating we want them to be a little bit risky and then t time bound put a date on it either a frequency like i will go out for at least one prayer walk per week for at least an hour that is a time bound goal so here are some things that would would work, some smart goals, some input goals, if you like, that you might want to think about for this year. Something like, I will read my Bible for at least five minutes per day for the first three months of the year. I will attend an alpha course this term. I will meet with a friend three times to pray for one another by the end of March. I will download the Bible in one year app and listen to it on my way to work each day. I will write down three things I am grateful to God for before I go to bed each night, cultivating gratitude. These are all examples, examples of input goals that will make a difference in your walk with Jesus and in your life generally. You may be sat here on the fence thinking, I'm not sure what I think about this whole Jesus thing. Well, Committing to coming on an alpha course this term would be a great way to further your thinking about the Christian faith and so on. Perhaps you want to start things like you might want to start a God-honoring business, 
and one of your goals might be to sit down a couple of times this term for a coffee with another Christian business owner and ask them questions about what it's like to run a, a Christian business and so on. Perhaps you want to improve your prayer life, so you might say, I will read one book on prayer this term. These things are smart goals. They're specific. They're not vague. Oh, I want a better relationship with God. That is, is vague. This is, is being very specific about the inputs uh, that we, we want to see in our lives. And I get excited about that as, as an individual. I can achieve those goals. But then also looking out at all of us this morning and those of us who are watching online no we're not doing that anymore we'll have to get used to that um looking <laughs> looking out at you all this morning if we're doing this collectively if we're committing to pursuing Jesus and putting in scripture and prayer and pursuit of the things of God that's an exciting prospect for us to do for us to be a part of as a community Thank you so much for listening to the Preston Minster podcast. We'll see you again soon.